Welcome to the Radiant Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Chapman, and if there's one thing I believe, it's that you're capable of making your dreams a reality and that the world needs you to be living out your purpose. One thing I love is to chat with people doing impactful work in hopes that we can all learn something from the conversation. Not to mention, we get to apply all of that wisdom to our own journey. Each week, you will hear just that here at the Radiant Podcast. So without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome back to the Radiant Podcast, and this week I am super excited to introduce you to my friend, Julie Watson. Julie is a certified health coach and life coach. She's the author of the book, True Health. She works in women's ministry and is wrapping up her master's degree in counseling. She's a wife and mom to a blended family of five children and lives in the country with a small herd of cows, chickens, and their dog, Thor. I love this conversation because what we talk about is stewarding your business and your dreams and your life from a place of health operating from a place of getting healthy spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. And she addresses this in her book. So guys, get ready for a good conversation because you know I'm all about stewarding those dreams of yours for the long haul over here at the Radiant Podcast. Also, Julie's got a great giveaway going on. She's going to give one Radiant listener a copy of her book. So to win, we're going to go with the usual. Screenshot this episode, share it in your stories on Instagram or in your feed, and tag Julie and I. Tell us what you love about this episode and how it impacted you. That will be your entry to win a book. So let's get to it. I'm so excited for you to hear what Julie has to say and for this conversation to be as encouraging as it was for me, for you. Hey, Julie. Hey, Kelsey. I am so excited to have you on. It's been so fun to get to know you and walk alongside you over the past year. But I'm so excited for my listeners to get to know you. So I would love for you to kind of start by sharing who you are, what you do, what your heart is, what your message is. Tell us all the things. Right. Okay. Well, I guess I will just start at the beginning. Um, With my childhood, I grew up in a Christian home and uh, my parents always wanted a large family. So after uh, me and my brother and sister were born, uh, my parents started adopting and I actually have 20 adopted siblings. So there's like a huge, uh, we were like a huge crowd. (laughs) Um, And with that, of course, came, you know, really, that was a unique experience growing up in for sure. I got married pretty young. I was still in college. I was 21 years old. And um, a couple years later, we had a daughter. Uh, And then I lost my husband to cancer in 2011 when I was 34 years old. So yeah, that was a pretty rough time. I guess after that time, it just, it was really a matter of kind of finding who I was again. I'd been almost married for 13 years at that point. Um, and just starting over as a single and as a single parent didn't do everything perfectly. I will say I kind of struggled through a lot of those first few years. Um, but that was really a time where God met me and really worked on some healing in my heart there. I got remarried in 2016 and I gained four more kids. So now we have a combined family of five. Wow. Yeah, so I'm married to my husband, Tyler. We live out in the country. We have cows and chickens, a dog and a cat. Um, And this has just really been, I think, getting married, moving here, this being in this place really has been um, great for just kind of a a fresh start. Um, I feel like this is really a place where God has been um, just healing me. And um, after getting married, I went through a health coach and life coach certification. So I do those things as well. And also I wrote my first book 
in 2017 and then actually published it this year in 2018. It just um, became available in October. But that uh, writing is something that God placed on my heart a long time ago. I have felt this call to write for over 10 years, but I, (laughs) you know, sometimes it takes us a long time to actually get into action, right? So I feel like I kept thinking I didn't have a story. um, And so God gave me a story. (laughs) Um, So I had no excuse not to write. But uh, yeah, this book is just, you know, a message um, that's been on my heart, really helping women of faith get into better health so that they can live out their calling, the calling that God has placed on their life. So that's kind of where I am right now. The book just came out last month. Um, So yeah. What sparked your journey, um, pursuing kind of health, pursuing kind of your nutrition coaching. Um, I also know that you're working on your master's degree in counseling. What kind of began your holistic approach towards health? Because you kind of approach health from all angles. Yep. Uh, Physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, probably one of the biggest, I mean, I've always been interested in health, but one of the biggest eye openers was Um, that cancer battle that I went through with uh, my first husband, Um, you know, he's 35 years old and 35 year old guys shouldn't be dying of cancer, but we were, you know, eating kind of the standard American diet. Um, And so I really just started taking a look at like, you know, uh, what toxins were exposed to, what types of things we're putting into our bodies. And that was definitely an eye opening time that really um, caused me to focus on my own health. How long was it before you did pursue your nutrition coaching, nutrition and health coaching career? Right. So he passed in 2011 and I was certified in 2015, but I have always researched health. I mean, it's something I was interested in before um, his passing and, and before cancer and everything, but really, really started diving into it when he was sick. I mean, we were kind of looking at what can we do with food to help, you know, the battle and everything. So up until that time, I really had done a lot of um, nutrition and searching and a lot of, I had to do a lot of healing myself as well. Um, my own physical health. And like you were saying, I mean, health really is holistic. And I I found that out firsthand that I couldn't just focus on one thing or another in my life. Um, After uh, losing my first husband, one of the things that I did to kind of deal with the grief was running. And that kind of just became a way to work out the negative tension, deal emotionally with things. But I actually really used it to outrun my grief for a long time. And I just started getting like more and more miles in. I started training for like, I was starting out with 5Ks and then 10Ks and then half marathons and then full marathons and um, outrunning my grief, not dealing with that. And then putting all this mileage on my body. And I was eating healthier than I had been in the past, but probably still not um, where I needed to be. Um, It just, I just kind of broke down. So I wound up with leaky gut, insomnia, adrenal issues. And so I really had to um, kind of pull back and work on my own health at that time. Absolutely. So, you know, in the meantime, you're focusing on your own health. Where did the book come out of? And at what point did you start writing it? Cause you kind of, you're kind of going down different routes all at the same time. You're working on your health coach certification. You're working on your master's. You're working on a book. You are a mother of five. How did you juggle all of this? And what was the heart behind the book? Was it to relay everything you've kind of weathered and walked through to your audience? I mean, I would just love to hear because, I mean, you have overcome quite a bit in the last 
10 years. So I, I'm deeply inspired and, and really sorry for your loss. I would love for you to kind of share about that. Yeah. Well, yeah. So one of your questions was, uh, you know, how do I balance everything? And one thing that I've had to do is just like block out time in my calendar and really protect it. <laughs> and sometimes that means I have to like go to a coffee shop where no one can bother me so I can sit and write <laughs> and focus on, you know, some of the, you know, my coaching business and everything. Um, so definitely when, you know, God puts something on your heart, um, you have to protect some time to work on that, on that message, on that story, on that mission that he has for you. And I think one of the things that I started seeing after just feeling kind of so broken myself, physically, emotionally, um, mentally, <laughs> and spiritually, uh, I, I, you know, I just really, God really started kind of helping me to see through his eyes you know, when I look around just how many people, and I, I have a real heart for women. And so really noticing women around me who just are tired, who are like barely getting through their day and just really having this heart to want to encourage and inspire women to better health so that they can live more fulfilling lives so that they have the energy um, and they have the encouragement to um, step into what God is calling them to. But it's difficult to do that when we don't feel well, when our mindset is not in a good place, where our emotions are not in a good place. And so um, I really think that over the last few years, that that has been a big part of the inspiration is I've just been seeing how it seems like so many people are just kind of floundering in life and not flourishing and wanting to bring this message of hope. I love that. I love that line of floundering and not flourishing. So what would be your advice for someone starting out listening kind of before they go grab your book? Hopefully they go grab it right after this episode airs. But what would be a few steps to move from floundering to flourishing, no matter what type of pain or anxiety they're dealing with. No one is immune to pain. We know that. So, you know, across the board, what would be some, some coping strategies that are healthy versus negative? Yeah, I think probably the biggest one, and it's probably the hardest one for me, is to get quiet time in. Um, we are so bombarded by messages every day and like all of these expectations that the world puts on us and sometimes that we even put on ourselves where we have to be everything and do everything. And we keep ourselves so busy that we don't have room to focus. We don't have room to handle our emotions. Um, so I would say that is, is a big piece. And I, for a long time, I kept myself really busy because I was afraid of being quiet. I was afraid that I would I would find out things about myself that I really didn't want to address. And also, I was worried that if I spent quiet time, and, and I think, you know, especially quiet time with God, I was afraid that if I sat down and did that, he was going to ask things of me that I just couldn't do because I was already doing so much, keeping myself busy <laughs> and distracted. And so that is has been a huge thing. Um, just protecting some quiet time. I find for myself, it's best first thing in the morning. And journaling has also been really, really good for me. What I do when I journal, you know, I, I actually journal my prayers. So I will, you know, write out questions to God and then I will just get really still. Um, sometimes it can help to have you know, maybe some instrumental music or something going so that my mind doesn't wander to other places. But after um, praying, I will just wait and I will wait to listen to what he places on my heart. And I will just write down in my journal his response. And it is amazing to me to go back through and see all of the wisdom that's there. And I know it's not coming from me <laughs> because I'm not that smart. <laughs> um, but just going back through and even seeing a real uh, theme 
come through, you know, like he'll tell me some many, many times. I think, boy, he really has to hit me over the head with this for me to pay attention. But um, I really think that setting aside that space and that time to just get quiet and to listen is so important because all day long we're receiving and receiving and it just doesn't give us any space to grow, any space to think, um, any space to really feed our souls. So did you have to rewire yourself in order to slow down? And to be alone and to be quiet. Yes. How do you do that? Because I know that is me. And I, I, you know, actually did the same thing yesterday. I think when I practice those disciplines, I like myself better and I like my days better. But it is truly a practice. Um, it's not always easy, especially for those of us who live in constant motion. <laughs> but how do you rewire yourself and reprogram yourself to really slow down and be still and be quiet so you can get alone with kind of those thoughts and those processes. I totally hear where you're coming from because I am the type that has like internal conversations and music and things in my head all the time. (laughs) And it is so hard not to get distracted. But definitely practice. I mean, really, the only way that we get better at it is just by sitting and doing and I think, start off small. It doesn't have to be sitting down for half an hour. Um, You know, if you can only hold the focus for five minutes or two minutes or three minutes, you know, the first few times, that's okay. Don't expect that you have to do it perfectly because I think that also gets us in the wrong headspace. And we wind up getting frustrated with ourselves if we feel like it has to look a certain way. I 100% agree with that. I definitely can. I, I spent last year. Um, really going on a lot of drives as my time to slow down and be still. Um, I'm still in motion a little bit, but for me, those drives, you know, I couldn't be on my phone. I had, I was quiet. There was no distractions. Um, There was no way to fill the void or the space around me. And so that was really good for me. And I, I think it was also good for me to really experience God in a different way and to trust that, that it's okay for it to look different. I think I had been rigid about how my quiet time looked for so long um, that it was actually really freeing for me to kind of be okay with a different expression. It didn't have to look a certain way. It didn't have to be a certain formula for it to be okay. And I, I don't know why we do that, but sometimes we do. Yeah. No, that's great. And you mentioned something really important too. you know, put your phone down. <laughs> like, Don't take your phone with you. Uh, <laughs> that's so important because that's just one of the ways that other people, you know, we're at their beck and call. Um, so definitely, you know, I try to leave the electronics behind. Um, and another thing that can be really helpful is just to get out in nature with the fresh air. It just seems like the pace of everything slows down when you're outside too. Um, so that has been really helpful for me as well. Sometimes it's just hard to focus when you're trying to, you know, find a quiet place at home. So your drive, your drives are, that's a great idea, but also just getting outside, you know, going for a walk. Outside is so good for the soul. I, um, I really, uh, that's actually something I need to practice more and I can be really bad about it in the winter. Um, because I just, I'm like, it's too cold, you know, but (laughs) I, Every time I practice things that sometimes are inconvenient or I don't want to do, but I know are still good for me, I, I always thank myself for it. It's just sometimes a discipline. So what have been some of your favorite testimonies from this book? Because you really took an aggressive approach to healing and, and wholeness all around, both with mental health, physical health, um, every every angle you can approach health from, you have addressed it. But what have been your your success stories that have come out of the book because you know not everybody 
starts by going through all the routes. So um, I think the book is a great starting place for some people who are looking to walk towards more wholeness, to go from floundering to flourishing. Right. Yeah, one thing that I've heard um, from from people that have read the book is just how different it is in that really address the spiritual aspect and how having that relationship with God is really vital to having overall health. Um, so that's definitely a piece that is that is unique. Um, but I do want to address health holistically. Uh, and one of the things that I think is is really key that I hit on in this book, because this is not a book that's just about here's a diet program and here's how you do it. And here are the ins and outs. Really? We are all different. We're all physically different. I know um, I met, I met a doctor several months back that doesn't have the right digestive enzymes to eat potatoes. I mean, like we're all so different that certain foods aren't going to work for certain people. Instead of, you know, feeling terrible that all of our friends are using this diet that works great for them and it isn't doing anything for us. Instead of feeling guilty over things like that, we can actually step back and say, hold on, you know, I'm a totally unique person. Um, God made me this way. And really, um, my health is about what works best for the body that he has created <laughs> for this body. Um, and I talk about that in the book, bio-individuality, um, and also really getting to know yourself, um, getting to know your body physically, but also getting to know your nature, your personality. Um, you know, I encourage different, you know, um, inventories that you can take just so that you can kind of understand the way that God has created you, and then use that to your advantage um, in a way that's going to serve him. All right, guys, you know, if I'm timing out the podcast right in the middle of some really juicy conversation, it has to be for a great reason. Well, it is. The Fat Fit Fun seasonal subscription box is available right now, and it's something I look forward to seeing on my doorstep every few months. So, I asked them for a coupon code so my tribe here at the Radiant Podcast could enjoy it too. I'm that into it. These boxes sell out fast, so you have to really jump on it, but I'm telling you, it's because they're so good. They're packed full of products from beauty, wellness, to fashion and fitness. You'll find everything from Tarte Beauty products, items from anthropology, free people, which if you've been with me for a while, you know I love, Juice Beauty, Trina Turk, Bear Paul Chi, Kate Somerville, and that's only a few of the brands. There's a huge variety. One of my favorite items I've seen was the Moroccan Gold Series treatment mask. Talk about feeling like a queen, but whenever they send, it's always trending brands, high quality, full size, y'all, full size, products that really get you ready for the season ahead. The box retails for $49.99, but always, and I mean always, has a value of over $200 inside. You know me, as an Enneagram 7, the word fun speaks my language, y'all, and these boxes are just that, fun. Every time I open one, it feels like my own personal boutique in a box. But what I love about these boxes is there really is something inside for everyone, no matter what products or brands you love. Best part, they're customizable to the types of items you'd prefer to receive. And they always end up having so much inside that I give some of the products I love to friends. I know my friends would love them, and I like to have a gift that keeps on giving, right? Check out fabfitfun.com and use the code RADIANT10 so you can save $10 off your first box, making it only $39.99. You guys, I would never promote something I don't love and believe in, and this really is such a steal. I mean, you never hear ads on this podcast, right? So if I'm talking about it, 
I really, really love it. I just had to get this code for you guys, and that code, Radiant10, will work forever. So no matter when you're hearing this episode go live, you can snag that Radiant10 code and go over to fabfitfun.com and use it for $10 off your first box. So let's get after it. Go treat yourself. You deserve some fun and glam in your life. I love that. So I know you're completing your master's degree. You are, you know, doing some internship work at the university you attend next year. You've got a book. What's next? What's kind of your heart for the season ahead? Oh, well, um, I do feel like there's so many things going. And on the one hand, that's that's kind of how I operate. Like I was saying, there's always a lot of chatter in my head. I always have all of these ideas and just trying to like pray in each season, where do I need to focus right now? Um, but next steps, I am working on a companion journal to go with the book where um, it's a devotional and a health tracker and a journal all in one. Um, so that's something that I'm working on and I'm hoping to have that completed here in the next couple of months. Um, so it'll just be a place where women can go every day to get some inspiration, to kind of, um, just jot down things about, you know, their health journey, uh, so that they can go back and, and notice patterns and things as a way to get to know, um, their bodies a little bit better. But I also include space in there for God time and reflecting back on their day, celebrating their accomplishments. So I'm excited about that piece. Um, and I also am having ideas for book number two. <laughs> That's fine. Um, But I just, you know, at this point, um, because I'm starting my internship in January, I don't know, you know, what my free time is going to look like. So I don't want to get too far into, um, you know, I don't want to promise anything that's going to happen really soon uh, with book number two, because I I really want to be open to the work that God's going to have me do in that internship. Wow. So, um, touching on something you just mentioned, uh, the free time you do have. How do you do all of this with five children? Please share. <laughs> well, it does help that they are, um, you know, they're all in high school except for one. Our youngest is in eighth grade. Um, actually, our oldest graduated last year and she has moved out. Um, so we have an eighth grader, a 10th, 11th, and 12th grader this year. Last year we had seven, nine, 10, 11, and 12. <laughs> is just crazy. Um, but it does help that, you know, the kids are older, so they're a little more self-sufficient. Um, you know, our oldest is driving, so it takes a little bit of the pressure off of us. Um, and I do think that we all go through seasons. I think it would have been difficult for me to do a lot of this, um, you know, when my daughter was younger. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of in a season of life where I do have a little bit more availability. Plus, with my stepkids, they do share time between our house and their and their mom's house. And so um, I do have a little bit of, you know, a little bit more space little there. Time well. off. Yeah. <laughs> There's never time off, but a, a little bit of some quieter days than others, I bet. Right. But, it, you know, one thing that has just been so much fun is, uh, you know, I... I had a daughter and then, um, I gained an, a second daughter and three sons when I got married to Tyler and it is just so much fun having boys. That's something that I hadn't experienced until these last couple of years. And I love it. I, that has to be so fun to really get to spread that love across four kiddos. But I would, I would love to hear, and I know we kind of mentioned it in our chat beforehand, how has it been kind of integrating two families? Because, you know, you experienced loss, which, doesn't fully go ever away for you or for your daughter. I haven't experienced loss in the magnitude that you have, but I think a lesson God taught me 
last year was about holding joy and pain in both hands or hold you can hold, hold being able to hold joy and pain at the same time um how have you really had to navigate that how have you kind of equipped your daughter your family to navigate that I would love to hear because I think again no one's immune to pain and I think our listeners are at some point gonna have to really navigate holding holding both at the same time Right. I love that, what you said about holding joy and pain at the same time. And I think one of the things that's really important for us to remember is that we have to actively seek out joy. It's not something that, you know, we can just sit back and wait for like the happy stick to hit us. (laughs) Um, I think that's one of those mindset things we really have to be aware of, you know, and, and seeking out joy, seeking out the good times. You know, maybe it's being more mindful, I think is a big piece of that too. Often I'll stop myself when I'm, you know, sitting, having conversation with someone, maybe it's my husband and, and just really, I don't know, I guess kind of taking a heart breath and thinking, yeah, this is what life's about. And just kind of really soaking in those small, um, precious moments in the midst of everything else that's going on, because some of those pain, you know, points can be really huge in your life. So if you're not looking for those little spots of joy as well, that pain can really overwhelm you. And then it's hard to hold them both. A really good point of if you're not looking for the joy spots, the pain can really overwhelm you. Right. And it hasn't been easy. Um, You know, we combining our family, you know, we have different parenting styles. Tyler is very different than my first husband. There have there have definitely been some challenging moments, um, and it is really different to go into marriage with children <laughs> than it was the first time when I was single. Um, and so, yeah, it it really I think the only way to really survive the hard times is to always be cognizant of and looking for the good stuff too, and also looking for the good qualities. Um, in the people um, that you are having challenges with as well. That's a good, that's a really good take. So what would your advice be to someone who's um, true experiencing loss in this season? You know, I know I have a friend who listens who has, is navigating a season of loss. And what would your, you know, letter of hope be to those listening, navigating um, not just pain, but loss? You know, we all experience loss differently. Um, for me, it was a matter of just really trying to keep uh, positive things in front of me. Um, I will say the first, losing my first husband, you know, I would say probably at least the first six months, I just was kind of in a bit of a fog. Um, I think that's one of the ways that we are, you know, that our, I don't know, our minds, our bodies, you know, try to protect us is to just, you know, we kind of are almost numb for a little bit. Um, and I know I had a fear of, Uh, If I allow myself to feel it too much, it's going to swallow me up completely. So as far as, you know, how do you get through that? I really, I'm going to keep going back to what I said before. I really didn't work through a lot of it until I got into that quiet time with God until, um, in my case, I allowed him to be my husband for a while. Uh, I outran my grief for a long time. I actually wound up jumping into a relationship way before I was ready and staying with that person for a couple of years. And it actually turned into an engagement. And it was all while I was, you know, trying to move ahead, be strong. And I really didn't deal with things. I think a big piece of what I needed to do was, you know, that slowing down, even though it was hard and allowing myself grace. That was another big piece that I expected myself to carry on and be perfect, even though things were really hard and I had gone through this loss. Um, it was really important to allow myself the grace. And if I had a day that was just really rough and I, you know, I couldn't go anywhere or 
I just really didn't want to see people like, that's okay. Not to put unrealistic pressure on yourself to move forward before you're ready. That's really good, man. Thank you for sharing. Um, I really appreciate, you know, I think you might be the first person who's been able to really dive into this on the radiant podcast. And I, I think it is very telling of who you are and the work you've done. And I'm, honored to know you and to hear your story, kind of shifting gears. One thing that I see you um, actively pursuing is not only your physical and mental health, but you um, really value input. You've, you've, you've spent a lot of time on education in growing. I guess I guess I could say not only are you pursuing um, physical and emotional health and well-being, but you also are consistently educating yourself to personally develop and grow outside of those spaces. So how we met was in the context of a mastermind, in a mindset mastermind, both loving our life with Kate Krakow. She's amazing. Um, but how has that played a role in your development? Because, you know, again, you, you're hitting it from all angles. It's pretty incredible to hear your journey, what you've gone through, um, and then what you've pursued after that, you've definitely not let it hold you back and definitely used it as an impetus to like move forward. I might've said that word wrong, but it's been, a, it's been a word that's been in my life lately. How, how has investing in yourself, um, both mentally, physically, um, and ed- educationally, I, I guess, really propelled you forward? Yes, that's a great question. I have been the fear girl for so long. Um, and I know you're a big Enneagram person. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I went back and I was like, oh, yeah, I should, before I talk to her today, I should uh, go back and see what my. my I was going to ask so. you. <laughs> so I'm a, my highest score was the type six, the loyalist. And I was reading through how like, they operate a lot from worry and doubt and fear. And let me tell you, girl, that has been, oh, a big theme in my life. And I think it was so important for me these last couple of years. And I don't. I don't know how I chose to do this. It was probably a prompting on my heart, but to actually have, aside from all the book knowledge and everything, to actually get, you know, some actual coaches and then be a part of the mastermind, I think that piece in itself was so important for me to grow, to be the kind of person that would be more visible, that would be more bold, that would push past all of the doubt and the fear. The self-doubt has always been huge um, in my life. And I just feel like God has you know, that kind of education being, um, you know, with people being educated with others and growing with others has been huge. I think that connection has been really important for me. And and it's so encouraging to see how other people, you know, are running their businesses and, um, you know, just to see, see other people's success. That has really been a big part of myself growing more bold. (laughs) And it's been so encouraging. I 100% agree. I think kind of the collective buzz of being around other creative entrepreneurs and things they might ask that you weren't thinking of, but actually was a great question that could have propelled you forward. You know, I, I love the atmosphere of being in a mastermind. It brings me a lot of joy, both participating in one and leading one. And it's been a huge part of my journey too. So I feel like we're cut from the same cloth and I'm not quite as far along. I'm not pursuing my master's in counseling, but we're cut from the same cloth in the sense of really caring about approaching our health mentally, physically, and always developing educationally. Now I'm not on your level yet of physical health. (laughs) I'm definitely not running and I wish I was running to cope with my stress, but I am heading to your bar nowadays. So that's good. Um, Before we go, I would love for you to share, do you have any 
uh, books, podcasts, obviously your own books. So please make sure that's woven in there. But like, what would your <laughs> advice be to someone who's in the trenches, um, really reprogramming themselves to live and operate from a place of fullness and freedom from a healthy place? Um, are there any books or podcasts you love? I would love to hear. Okay. Um, well, of course, I really enjoy listening to your podcast. <laughs> Radiant podcast. <laughs> Um, I also enjoy, you know, the happy hour with um, Jamie Ivey, Graceology with Gwen Smith. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I know there are others, but I'm, yeah. Anyways, those are some of the, some of the podcasts that I listen to. I would say my number one book, and this has been my favorite book since I read it. And I don't know if it's because I consider myself a real heart-centered person. And I feel like God told me a long time ago that you know, of all the parts of the body that, you know, I'm the heart, but the ragamuffin gospel by Brennan Manning. Have you heard of that book? Yes. I need oh. to read it. I hear it time and time again. <laughs> I like get weepy every time I read it. <laughs> and it is so good. It is, you know, all about getting out of our heads when it comes to our faith and our mission and getting into our hearts and allowing you know, our hearts to touch our hands so that they can touch the world and really meeting Jesus versus just reading about him. So that is such, that has been a real uh, key book for me. There are, I, you know, I'm always reading like 10 books at a time, so, <laughs> but that's, that's the one like that came to mind right away is the Ragamuffin Gospel. So if you haven't read that one, definitely do. Yeah. And then I, I will go ahead and share, um, you know, the title of my book so that if that's something that you want to check out, um, you can do that. And then I'll also explain the four pillars in my book. Um, so my book is called True Health and the title came to me. I truly believe the Holy Spirit gave me this title while I was on a run. The the true of true health is actually actually an acronym. So um, the T stands for the truth about health. And that's where I kind of talk about the nuts and bolts of health, you know, what what generally works for most people. And then you can kind of use that as a springboard to um, kind of figure out what works best for you and your body. The R is realizing your potential. And that's where I talk about uh, mindset, emotions and physical health. I'm really kind of getting all of that um, running optimally so that you can live out your, you know, full potential. The U is for understanding you and your body. So that's where I talk about, um, you know, really getting to understand who you are um, at a soul level, you know, what motivates you, um, and then also, you know, your own unique body. And then E is enlightenment by the Holy Spirit. And that's where um, I talk about um, how important it is to have that relationship with him so that, you know, he also, as we grow more intuitive with him, um, then we, you know, do understand ourselves better. Um, and we understand the mission that we're here for. So that's the book, True Health, A Woman's Guide to Loving Her Body, Loving Her Life, and Loving Her God. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I can't recommend it highly enough. I, I'm really excited to dive in personally because I think I'm, I'm coming to a place where it's like, oh, I, I've got to learn how to steward my calling with longevity. Um, and I've been focusing on, you know, parts of that health-wise in the past few years, but I, I think it's time for me to really take a well-rounded approach. And I I really am excited to personally dive in, but I actually can't recommend it highly enough too, because I know personally that God has really put on my heart that if I want to carry my calling with longevity, I've got to be healthy. Because I, I think 
things start to crumble when you're not emotionally or physically healthy. And it's, your dream's just not going to get as far as you want without carrying it from a place of wholeness. Yeah. And they all, they all affect each other too. So if you're, say you have a bunch of gut issues, you know, a lot of, a lot of times feelings of depression and anxiety come from your gut being out of whack. So I think so often in the, in the church circles, we focus on our mind and our heart, you know, and, um, and we don't focus on the physical piece. And so I think it's really important to bring that to, um, to Christian women. I can 100% resonate with the gut piece. And I definitely have friends who like, you know, definitely need to be on anxiety medication, like wouldn't recommend them getting off. But for me, I can tell a huge difference because I too have, you know, a bunch of food allergies, all kinds of crazy stuff. And if I cheat and eat the gluten or the dairy, my, it can be the best week ever. And my anxiety spikes for no reason other than what I'm eating. And so um, I've really seen a direct correlation. I totally resonate. And, and that has been kind of a conviction on my heart of like, okay, Kelsey, like you can, you can kind of live at a subpar space, you know, pay the price. You're, you're kind of suffering because of what you're putting in your body and how you're stewarding it, or you could steward it well and feel great. Yeah. And I think that's one thing too, is that um, we often don't realize how good we can feel until we get to this place. Because, you know, we tend to think, oh, you know, I'm going to feel better if I eat this ice cream or I'm going to, you know, have these potato chips or whatever. But it's like once you get past a lot of that and you get past the addiction to those things and you're, you know, and you have energy and you have clear mental thoughts and um, boy, you just don't even want to go back. There's not even a temptation. I am slowly but surely starting to see that to be true. Like last night I was thinking, wow, like I would rather have a hot lemon water than a brownie, y'all miracles do happen. If that's the case with me, I promise you things can change because I have a reputation for my dessert consumption. I can't agree with you more. And that's, you know, a journey I'm on. So I, I invite you guys to kind of dive in with me. I really care about um, stewardship of your dreams. And I think Julie's message is very on par with that. I think by um, operating from a place of wholeness, fullness and freedom, you can truly carry that dream as far as you actually want to. And probably even further than you imagined. So Julie, thank you so much for joining me today. Where can everyone find you? Please fill in all the details. All right. Thanks so much for having me today, Kelsey. This conversation has been a lot of fun. Um, so my website is thetruehealthlife.com. I'm also on Facebook at The True Health Life and Instagram at true.health.life. Cool. Perfect, guys. And Y'all definitely will want to keep up with her. Please share this episode if you loved it. That's one thing I really want to invite you guys to do more because we love getting these messages from the Radiant Podcast, from the amazing guests we have out into the world. So Julie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Kelsey. Hey, don't go yet. I would love it if you go over to iTunes right now and leave a review. I love hearing your feedback and it really makes a difference in getting the Radiant Podcast name out there. And while you're at it, why don't you subscribe and then share this episode on Facebook or Instagram or wherever your social media platform is of choice. Lastly, I'd love to keep up with each other. Come find me on Instagram at Kels Chapman and let's get to know each other.